0: All right. Hey, welcome to church today. My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor. For those of you that don't know me, I want to welcome everybody who is watching us on YouTube live this morning on our YouTube channel. Hey, thank you for watching and tuning in. Whoever's going to listen to our podcast throughout the week, thank you for listening. We pray that this message is a blessing to you. All right. We are kicking off a new series called Treasure Hunt. Before we get into it, I got one last, got one quick thing I want, I want to talk about. So we, we here at Passion Life Church, we are transitioning databases. Okay, we're transitioning databases. It's been really fun. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's supposed to be a better database except it wouldn't allow us to email your end-of-year statements, okay? And so we had to mail them all out by hand, okay? And so um, if you've ever moved while being here at the church, okay, ever, um, if, we could, if you could go to the Welcome Center and give us your, your physical address uh, that we can read uh, and also update, uh, if you've changed your email address or anything, update your email address So next year, we can just email it to you. And so uh, you should be getting that. Uh, You should have got it in the mail this week or or next week. And if you haven't gotten it, it's probably because we don't have the right address. So please go and update that. That would be awesome. Okay, awesome. Treasure Hunt. Uh, We are kicking off a series. I don't know how long this series is going to be. Okay, we're just going to go until God tells us to stop. And so I'm really excited about this uh, series It's something that, man, I've been wanting to talk about for a long time, and and man, we have the greatest treasure of all time, and that is Jesus, right? Man, he is the greatest treasure of all time, and he's inside of us, right? Jesus is inside of us, and because he's inside of us, we have everything that we need for every situation, and so this series is going to be a series of hope. No matter what circumstance or situation that you're in, listen to me, you're never stuck by it. Okay, listen, you're, you're never stuck. Listen, you're never stuck by what career you're in. God, You're never stuck by, by, by man, your, your difficulty or your circumstance or your sickness. Okay, that you're never stuck even by your talent level or or your resources. Okay? Listen, God doesn't care about any of those things. And 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 listen, maybe in this series we'll be on a treasure hunt and you'll find some undiscovered talent, okay? That you can juggle you you know, bowling pins on fire or something. I don't know, like maybe, right? Like, maybe, but that's not the point. This series is to discover some passions that God has placed inside of you, okay? And God can make up for, for a lack of talent. He can make up for a lack of resources. He can make up for lack of education. But what he can't do is make up for lack of passion. So my hope is that we get some passion for our circumstance and our situation, amen? And we discover some passions that God has placed in us treasure hunt. All right, let's pray. Now, before we pray, I just want to mention um there is a a uh, family called the the Miller family and um their 3-year-old uh has eye cancer. And uh so as we pray this morning, I want to lift up that family and I want to lift up Miles uh right now um, as we pray. Father, we we thank you that you're a good God. Jesus, we thank you that you're the, the great physician. God, I, I thank you for this, this building. I thank you for every person that's here, God. Lord, we honor you in this place, Jesus. We, we respect your authority, God. God, we, 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 we sit here in reverence of you, Lord Jesus. God, we just lift up the Miller family this morning. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you'd hover over them, that you would comfort them. God, that you would encourage them, Lord. Father, we just pray over Miles. We pray over his life and his purpose, God, that he'd live a life of purpose, God. Lord, we just pray over his eyes, Lord Jesus. We just pray right now in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would shrink the tumor, Father, in Jesus' name. God, that you would heal the cancer right now, Father, in Jesus' name. God, we just pray over Miles right now. God, if there's any pain, I just pray that you would take the pain away right now, Father, in Jesus' name. God, I just pray over this family during this difficult season, Lord, that you'd give them joy, that you would fill them up, Lord, that you'd comfort them, Holy Spirit. God, we thank you that we can come to you about anything and we know that you hear our prayers. God, And so this morning, God, I just pray you'd open our hearts, you'd open our minds, God, to discovery today, Lord, that, that we'd be open to discover whatever you have for us. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen and amen. I got five points today, and we're going to dive right into them. Point number one is treasure the dig. Treasure the dig. The Hebrew word for dig is kafar. That's how you say it. It doesn't look like that, but it's kafar, which means to explore, seek, or search out. That's what, man, that's what God is asking us to do. Jesus said this in Matthew 7 7 through 8. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. For everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Are you willing to go on this treasure hunt with God And allow him to dig. Are you you allowing him to, to, to just, come on, to seek him and explore him? Are you ready to dig? See, two things that you need for a treasure hunt, right, is a map. Right? And we have a map, and that is the, the Word of God. Come on, we've got the greatest map. God left us a map to everything that we need. It's called the Word of God. It's called the, the Holy Bible. And the second thing we need, we need a shovel. Come on, this ain't a prop shovel. This is a real shovel. Come on, it's rusty. It's a little dirty. Come on. Some of you are relating to this shovel. Do you know what I'm saying? Come on. in the, in the old testament uh several thousand years ago uh they would they would dig on their land they would dig on their land in hopes of finding water okay they they, they would just and there was no machines right there was no drills they, they would just they would dig right they, they would dig up their land in hopes of finding a well and if they found water if they found water in in, in the, the bottom of this pit that they dug Man, we're talking mega rich during this time, right? I mean, if you had water, it was like liquid gold during this this time. That was the ultimate treasure, you know, thousands of years ago was finding water. Now, think about this for a moment, right? If you had a shovel and your goal was to dig for water, by yourself, how long do you think it would take? A long time, right? it take a lot of effort, it'd take a lot of energy, but what if you invited somebody on that journey with you and they had a shovel and they helped you dig the hole, right? Well, what if you invited another person, yet there were three of you digging. Well, what if there was four? How much time would it take to, to dig that well, to, to dig for that, that treasure? This is the season that we're in today. As you saw in the lobby today of all of our life group, we've got about 21 different life groups. And when you, when you join up in a life group, basically you're joining up with people with shovels. And they're saying, come on, let's, let's dig together. God has never called us to do life alone. Some of you are like, man, it's taking me forever to find what God has called me to. And, and it's probably because you're, you're digging by yourself. And you're getting worn out. You're getting drained. It's because you've you're just been digging by yourself. Come on. Go to the back table in the lobby after service, not right now. Sign up, and maybe you've tried life groups before. And you're like, I tried them before. Try them again. Try a different one, okay? Because it is pivotal to our growth for us discovering what God has placed in us to do it together. To do it together. So come on. Go go take your shovel, right? And and sign up and get on journey with other people with shovels. Because in this treasure hunt, God asks us to dig. Point number two. Treasure your life. Treasure your life because God treasures your life. Just just, just, just just sit in that for a moment. God treasures you. God, God treasures your, your life. Genesis 1.27 says this. So God created human beings in his own image. God created you in his own image. Psalms 1.39.13 13 says this. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. You ever see anybody knit, right? I think this is how you do it, right? Right, like like, like they're in it, right? And they're like focused in on it, like like God focused in on you. Even before you were placed in your mother's womb, he he was focusing on you and he was knitting to you together. Why would God knit us together? He would knit us together for purpose. And he's placed more in us than you can possibly realize. He's placed more. There is hope for your situation today. There is hope for your marriage. There is hope for those difficult relationships. There is hope for your finances. There is hope for your career. There is hope for your family. God has placed more in you we possibly realize. He's knit us together. Exodus nineteen five. Now, if you will obey me. Now, if you will obey me. If you obey me. Like, like this is crucial. to to discovering all that God has in store for our lives. If you obey me and keep my covenant, if we are obedient and faithful to God, you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on earth for all the earth belongs to me. Like we like the special treasure part, right? Like I'm a special treasure. That's right. We just don't like the first part, right? Like, oh, like, like the whole Bible, like, like everything in it, right? We, we have this issue today where, man, we love YouTube videos, right? We, we look at YouTube videos to fix everything, except here's the problem. We, we, we've got this DIY theology that we, we, we take into reading scripture, and we, we pick ones that we like and ones that we don't like. God is asking us to obey him, to be faithful. Listen, obedience and faithfulness matter to God. And we have the tendency to forget that God has a mind, will, and emotions, that we're created in his his image. And and those of you parents, right? How do you feel when your kid is being lippy, right? And rebellious, right? And isn't listening to you and doing whatever they want to do, right? Like a little upset, right? You still love them, right? You get a little bit upset. You still love them. We, we, we forget that God has a mind, will, and emotions, and he needs us to obey, to align ourselves with God's will. Listen, there, there was a point in time in my life where, where, man, I was not in God's will of my life on purpose. Like, I didn't want to obey scripture. I, I didn't want to be faithful to God. And my life was a complete disaster. My, my life was a complete disaster. Listen, we are God's special treasure. And he will give us our heart's desires. He's got so much in us. But obedience matters, right? Like faithfulness matters to God. Maybe today, maybe today you would say, Pastor, I don't feel like God's treasure. I've been a Christian for a while and I just, I don't feel like God's. Treasure today. I actually feel like God's trash. I actually feel like God's trash today. Listen, I've been there. Okay. I have been there where you're at today, where you just feel like, man, I just feel like God doesn't care. And I'm just his trash. And, and he's just ignoring me. And and David also went through this experience too. And I want to read the Psalms this morning. Psalms 41 through 3, David says this I waited patiently for the who? For the Lord. I waited patiently, and then that's the problem, right? Waiting on the Lord, because it's not on our time, it's on His time, and He's never late, and He's rarely early, okay? But he's always on time because it's his, his time, right? And, and so David's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to wait on, on the check to come in. I'm not going to wait into, on the investments to come in. I'm not going to wait for another relationship, right? To fix my issue. I'm not going to look in anything else other than the Lord. I'm going to, I'm going to wait patiently on the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. Look at this next sentence here. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. Like this sounds some, like somebody who was going through it, right? Like, like this sounds like depression to me, right? Like pit of despair, Come on, the the pit of despair out of the mud and the mire? That that, that word mire means that he is in a situation that's embarrassing, that he can't get out himself. Do you feel like that today? That I've been there, I've dug a hole for myself. I've dug a pit of despair for myself that I thought that God could never reach in and pull me out. Listen, there is nothing too big for our God. There is nothing that Jesus cannot get us through. Like David is in deep depression in this passage. And what does he do? He waits on the Lord. Like like, like he's being transparent too. He's not like stuffing everything down. He's being real, right? He's he's being real. Like like Matt, I've been struggling for a while, God. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait on the Lord. Look look what? Look what God does. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. And so David's still moving. Even though he's in the mud, even though he's in the mire, even though he's in despair, he's still moving forward. He's not stuck. And look at this. Look what happens. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God, many will see what he has done and be amazed. So because David waits on the Lord, right? And he doesn't go for anything else to help him, but he waits for God to move in his life. He discovers something new. He discovers something new that God had placed in him. And in his case, it's, it's a song. And maybe, listen, maybe today, right, that last sentence says that everybody will be amazed, maybe today the despair that you're in, the mud that you're in, the mire that you're in isn't about you. Maybe it's the many that are going to hear your story and relate to your story and be like, man, that's me. And you got, you got out of it. Like, like God literally pulled you out of that. Like. That's what I'm going through today. Maybe your situation today is not just about you. It's about the many people that you're going to help through the same thing that you struggled with. Come on, treasure your life. because God treasures your life. Even if you're not in the best place today, God's going to pull you out. The pit is not the plan, okay? The pit is not the plan for your life. Number three, number three, treasure new beginnings. Treasure new beginnings. Come on, it's a new year, right? It's a new decade. It's a little bit easier for us to get in that frame of mind of being open for God to do a new thing, right? For God to do something new. I want to read this quote from C.S. Lewis. And if you guys don't know C.S. Lewis' background, he was a straight-up staunch atheist. Okay. He did not believe in the existence of God at all. And what, what happened to him is is he's like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get a shovel and I'm going to dig. I'm going to, I'm going to really seek. I'm really going to explore. And he's digging in and he's seeking out. And what did he find? What he says is the greatest treasure of his life. And that is Jesus Christ. He says this. C.S. Lewis says this. You can't go back and change the beginning. He, can't, he couldn't go back and change that at one point he was an atheist and hated Christians. Like, like he, he couldn't go back. But you can start where you are. You can start where you are today and change the ending. I don't know about you, but the ending, the most important part, Right? where we end up in eternity. How you end out your life. And we talked about last week, right? You're never too young, you're never too old to make an impact on the kingdom of God and there is no retirement in scripture. I I read through it, there's there's none, there's none. Retirement just means you have more opportunity to invest in the kingdom of God. Come on somebody. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Come on. There's somebody here that needed to hear that. Come on. Like, like, let today be... A new day. Let that today be the day where you say, okay, all that garbage from my past is over. It's gone. I'm letting it go. Today, I'm going to start a new beginning because I know the ending is what matters most. And so I'm going to live for God today. I'm going to put him first in my life today because I want to change the ending of my story. Point number four. Treasure the season you are in. Treasure the season you are in. And what I mean by seasons is that we go in and out of seasons in life, right? Just like the weather, okay? Except here in Colorado, we literally go through seasons on a daily basis, right? A little bit different, right? And, and what I mean by a season is, uh, like the Broncos had a season this year, okay? They were seven and nine, um, not, not a great season, uh, not a horrible season, just just you know whatever, right? Like, but the season ended, right? And then, then another season takes place. We're all we're all come in and out of different seasons of our life. And if if you have the tendency to be like me, I am a visionary. I think future all the time. I'm always thinking about the future, future, future. If we're not careful, if we're not careful. We can look so far into the future that we're not focusing on the season that we're in today. And what what the tendency that happens is we're focusing many times not on the good future, but on the troubles of tomorrow. And we forget about to enjoy today. We, we worry so much about, oh, man, what do I got to do tomorrow? What do I got to do next week? Oh, what's going to happen next month or next year? When God wants us to enjoy where we're at today. And listen to me. There is always something you can be thankful for. You're breathing. Come on, let's start there. Hallelujah. I'm breathing today. I got up and I came to church today, right? Like, and listen to me, listen to me. Your thankfulness matters to God. Again, let's go back to the parenting example. If you do something nice for your child, you just want to hear a what? Thank you. We man, God. We are created in his image. He has a mind, will, and emotions. And I'm telling you, a thank you goes a long way. Uh, We were reading devotions with with Jude and Zeke the other night. And there's a story of the 10 lepers. And I'm going to preach on it at some point. He heals all 10 lepers. And only one guy comes back. And Jesus' response was like, where's everybody else? Nobody else wanted to thank me? One guy? Like, Like he's... He's perturbed by it. Like, he's a little ticked off by it. Like, like, God needs to hear our thankfulness. He, he needs to hear that we're thankful what he's already done in our lives. Well, treasure the season you're in. Philippians 4, 12 through 13. Apostle Paul wrote this, and I love this. This is a guy who gets it, right? He's treasuring every season. He says this. I know how to live on almost nothing or with, or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Now, this is a guy who had been beaten, okay, several times. He had been flogged, okay? He had been stoned literally to death. Like, like they, he was, Many scholars believe that he was dead, right? Uh, he was shipwrecked, right? And he was out in the middle of the ocean for a whole day. Like, he was shipwrecked several times. He was bitten by a poisonous snake. Like, like you, I mean, he was in, in and out of prison his whole life. He was always paranoid because everybody was chasing after him, wanting to kill him, right? And this guy is saying, hey, I found the secret. That is to enjoy every season. Because there's always something that you can be thankful for. You see, the devil always wants you to focus on the negative. He always wants you to focus on what is wrong with your life or what is wrong in your situation. And when we're so focused on complaining, listen, when we complain, basically what we're telling God is God, I can do it better than you. Want to enjoy the season, you're in. Enjoy the season you're in. We, we, we tell our kids all the time. Okay, we have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. And uh, every night before bed, come on, somebody, you can relate to this. It's the only time where they want to play 200 questions. If it ain't 20 questions, it's 200 questions, right? And, and, and Jude's like, Dad, what, wh- how, how many years till I can drive? How many years can I drive? How, how many years? seven, dude, but can you please, seven years, dad, that's a long time, right, Zeke's six, and every night he asked me, dad, how many days till my birthday, how many days till my birthday, he just had a birthday, right, in December, like, 356, bud, you know, like, Dad, how old do I need to be able to do this? How how old, right? The other uh, Last week, coming home from church, he's like, Dad, when I'm seven, can I greet the dude at the front door? When I'm seven, can I do that, right? And, And we're constantly telling our kids, man, enjoy being a kid. Trust me. You don't want to start paying bills yet. You know what I mean? Like, stay in your kid bubble of imagination. But we have the tendency to do this too. We're like, man, how... And we focus so much on future and, and the troubles of future that we forget about being thankful in this moment and what God has already given us in this season. Number five, number five, treasure the journey. Treasure this journey. We are on a journey with Jesus. We are on a journey with Jesus. Everything that we go through, I think sometimes we forget that Jesus is right there with us. He's right there with us, no matter what we're going through. And, and, and listen, Jesus is even with us with the things that we want Jesus to be. With a sin. Do you know what I mean? Not, not just, I think we see, oh, we're going through this struggle and despair, but the good things too. Like, like, like God wants to be in the good things too. Like maybe you're single today and, and you want to find a spouse. Listen, God wants to be there with you to help you find a spouse. Like, like, like even the things that, that, that are good, like what school to go to or help you on a test, like God is there with you. It's not just for the bad stuff, it's for the good stuff. The reason why some of us, we don't treasure the journey is because our lives are going so fast that we can't treasure it. Our lives are going so fast. The great scholar Dallas Willard says this. He says, hurry is the great enemy of our spiritual lives this is a guy who, who was a scholar for like 40, 50 years. Like this guy, he gets it, right? And this is what he says is one of our greatest spiritual enemies is hurry. Something that we do to ourselves, right? We're always in a hurry. There's actually this thing called hurry sickness. Some of you are like, oh, I got that. It was actually diagnosed in the 1950s, Okay. And basically what it is, is you're always in a hurry to get someplace, right? And so when you're in the car, you start white-knuckling the steering wheel, because you're stuck in traffic, right? You might have hurry sickness, okay? Uh, when you're in the supermarket... And you're just like, you're looking at which line could be slower, you know what I mean? Slower or which lines could be faster, right? And you're taking the car and you're like, if I could cut that lady off really quick and, you know, you might have some hurry sickness. And And what has happened over the years is that our culture has encouraged this, right? Because our corporations and our businesses want us and expect us to do more in less time. And, and, and here's the thing, you get rewarded for it. So if, you work, if you're willing to work 70, 80, 90 hours a week and, 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 and sacrifice time with your family, then and, and guess what? You get a promotion. And so our whole culture is, is, man, it's based on this being in a hurry. But here's the thing, we, we reward it. And Dallas Willard says, and this is the, one of our greatest Corey Tenbloom, I don't know if you know who she is, but just an amazing, amazing woman of God. And uh, her, her life, she wrote lots of different books, and she was an evangelist, she was a missionary, just an amazing woman. She lived until she was 91. When she was a teenager, her, her family hid Jews uh, from the Nazis. They actually built a false wall in her, in her room where they would hide the Jews. And, they would get ration cards, and, and there was this one story where she went to the ration office because they didn't want people, they, they didn't want people hiding Jews and feeding them, and so they, they created this system with ration cards. And so she went up to the window, and she said it was the Holy Spirit spoke right to her. She said, I need 100 ration cards. And the guy gave them to her, okay? And so they were, they were feeding all of these Jews, and when she was a teenager, like, this is happening to teenagers? Well, they got caught. The people didn't get caught. They, they were hiding, but they got caught. For the ration cards. And so they got put, her and her sister got put in a Nazi concentration camp. And so she writes a book about it. But this woman has seen it all in ministry. Like, like she's seen it all. And this is what Corey says. She says this about the devil. She says, if the devil can't make you sin, will make you busy. The devil can't make you sin. it will make you busy. Two great minds. Hurry and busyness. I don't know how many... Listen, and I am... Man, I do this too. Okay, I, I have the tendency to do this too. When someone asks me about my week, what do many of you say? Busy. There, there's not even any like specifics, right? You don't even know what happened that week, right? Because you were in such a hurry. You were so busy. Right? And this is our culture. This is who we are. We're busy. And this is exactly what Satan wants us to believe. That we're too busy for God. Too busy, right? To grab your shovel and get in a group with another bunch of people with shovels. I'm, I'm too busy. Pastor, to, to go to life group. I'm just my life is just, just in a hurry. Like we we gotta get to the next thing, and, and I'm just busy. It's exactly what Satan wants. Listen, he he doesn't want you to come to church this morning. Are you kidding me? He wants you to think that man, you're too busy for church. You're too busy for God. You're too busy for a relationship with Jesus. You're too much in hurry. And some of you today, if you really look at the journey that you're on with Jesus, if you're really honest with yourself, you'd say it's one of the worst relationships that you have. If you treated a spouse the way you treated God, you wouldn't be still married. If you treated a friend the way that you treat Jesus, you probably wouldn't be friends any longer. Because you're so busy in a hurry, God gets, leftover. It's pushed to the side. And so things like life group and church and serving, you're too busy for that. And that's exactly what the devil wants for your life. Listen, if he can't stop you from being a Christian, then he can stop you from making an impact. He can stop you from discovering all that God has placed in you. He wants to stop you you, you, discovering what God has put in you—the passions to make a difference in this world. Making us in a heartbeat He's making us feel busy. So I want to challenge you. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a, a life group table out there. Come on, sign up for one. Put it in your schedule and schedule it if you have to. Make it priority. I could bring up a hundred people on this stage, and they would tell you, man, life groups has changed my life. Getting in a group of people who are helping me dig, man, it's transformed my life. And I just want to make, I want to talk to the teenagers for a moment in this room. I want to talk to the parents of teenagers in this room before we close this morning. We are... We are in a very serious, I mean, we're we're DEFCON 5, okay, with our teenagers. I don't know if you knew this, but Arapahoe County has the number one suicide rate in all of the United States. The federal government is actually coming and doing a study on, on Arapahoe County, wondering why, what's going on. Just this Wednesday, in the adjacent parking lot to Littleton High School, an 18-year-old and his ex-girlfriend of 17 year old were in his car, and he took her life, and then he took his own. An 18- and 17-year-old. It's not about, man, does this boy like me, or does this girl like me at school? And, and... For some of you in this room, teenagers, it's your life. Or it's your friend's life there's that stake here we, we have people in this church who who've lost teenagers because of that and they will tell you the same thing make sure that they know that god loves them make sure that they're in a group of people that love them no matter what listen to me saying is on man he's a full-out assault on our teenagers And he wants to confuse their identity. He wants to confuse who they are. He wants to confuse everything in their life. Parents, this needs to be important to you. Listen, if you'll take your kid to sports practice, if you'll take your kid and you'll drop him off at the mall, this is way more important than this, that they get in a group where they can be transparent and they can talk about the things that they're going through. And they've got some leaders that are doing life with them and praying for them and are answering the three in the morning text about their struggles. This is way beyond this person likes me or not. This is a life and death issue now. And it's right in our backyard. This isn't some far off place. This is right here. We have teenagers in this church that were, that were friends with those kids. Like, this is happening right here. What are we going to do about it? Are we going to ignore it and just say, man, I'm busy. I'm in a hurry. Are we going to invest? Teenagers, get your butt to you on Thursday nights at 7 o'clock. Remind your parents. Parents, don't use youth as a punishment, okay? Either way, right? I'm punishing you, you're going to church, right? Or I'm punishing you, you don't get to go to youth. Don't use it as punishment, okay? This is something that they absolutely need. It is a necessity now. Where They need this group. They need to feel loved. They need to have people talking to them about their identity about who they are in Christ. Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. Maybe you've said this morning, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus and I need to make that commitment today. Or maybe you've drifted from God and, and you just need to make a recommitment this morning to God and that you're going to follow him, that you're going to dig with him. If that's you, you could just slip of a hand. I just want to pray with you this morning. Yes, yeah, thank you. Jesus. Yes, yeah, thank you, God. Keep you put your hands. And I just ask that we'd all say this prayer this morning as we help those making the greatest decision of their lives today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sins, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing.